Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 357. We're traveling abroad. We're going to hop a train to Scotland tomorrow morning. Super fun show in London at the Leicester Square Theater. Thanks if you came out for that. Um, it's like 12.45 at night. Skydart's editing a video. I'm recording this. The Swedish couple in the next room is banging each other. You know they're Swedish. I thought they were Swedish. What makes you think they're Swedish? Because the, the way the they bag- talk. Swedish, Swedish, Swedish. <laughs> the bed <laughs> And then he goes, pork, pork, pork. <laughs> anyway, they are... Uh, it was pretty quick, though. It lasted about 30 it, seconds. It really did. Not, not, we're not going to say that that's indicative of all Swedes, but it was definitely it was definitely sex weeks. Uh, it's, it's the springy in the bed. Definitely. And so it was longer than someone just rolling out of bed, but really not long enough. To have been satisfying to anyone, <laughs> except for the probably the dude. Maybe. Uh, but it really was about forty-five seconds. That's what happens with Swedish girls. I mean, they are that hot. I was gonna say that's what happens when body starts slapping from doing the wild thing. It's before your time. I have no idea what the fuck. God you're damn it! Oh man! Oh. Get back to your intro. All right, I'll do it on my rascal. I'd like to thank Shutterstock for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Sorry, Podcast. I why don't you put headphones on if you're going to edit your video? It's more fun when I can make you hear it. <laughs> For whom? Me. <laughs> put your headphones in. Go back to Shutterstock. Go. Go on. Shutterstock.com has the perfect video for your next creative project. Whether it's a website or advertise on a multimedia presentation, any type of film project, you're going to choose from over 700,000 high-quality stock video clips, 2D animations, 3D motion graphics. They have digital formats. They, they, a lot of them come in HD. Uh, Shutterstock sources video clips from around the world and puts them at your fingertips. They had 10,000 new video clips every week, so every time you visit, you're going to find something new. They give you assets that you need to bring your creative projects to the next level. It's a complete offering. They have excellent customer service, dedicated reps, 24-hour support throughout the week, flexible pricing. So just go to Shutterstock.com. There's no credit card needed. You start an account, begin using Shutterstock to help imagine what your next project is going to look like, and then save video selections that you find into your clip box. Once you decide to purchase, use the offer code NERDIST5, and new accounts will receive 30% off any package. That's Shutterstock.com. 30% off all new accounts. Use the offer code NERDIST5. And now, this episode of the podcast is a robot buddy Kyle Kinane, which uh, recorded this a couple months back, because I had a bunch of other time-sensitive ones to go up, and so now I can put up buddy Kyle, who uh, I just saw over in 
Oh my god, where was I performing? Uh, Austin, Texas. Yes, Moon Tower. Oh, I've been in so many zip codes and cities in the past month. Uh, so here's Kyle Kinane, Nurse Podcast, with the full crew. One more thing you should know about this episode. Uh, it just ends abruptly. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Uh, the recording equipment, which we don't use anymore, so you don't have to tell us to fix it, um, just stopped. Like, the podcast just stops at about uh, an hour 11 or an hour 12 in. But I can tell you that it was... All, all you really miss at the end is us just wrapping up the conversation and being like, all right, enjoy your burrito. So uh, I, I'll front load this one with enjoy your burrito, pre-enjoy your burrito, uh, enjoy your pre-rito. Uh, so because that's not going to happen at the end. The conversation just cuts off abruptly. Yes, it's weird, but this is how it is. Um, it, but it, it really was only like another two minutes. So you're not missing that much. You're fine. Listen, it was probably... The most golden two minutes of the podcast ever was lost, and I don't remember what it was because it was a while ago, so... Here's number 357, Now entering Nerdist.com. I was going to convince you to just turn over the Nerdist Twitter handle by looking up to the sky when I it said was, brand. Was, I really you did, you thought you up were, brand. Really, oh, you had a hand yeah. gesture. It just went up in the air. Yeah, no, I have. I, I, I signed on. My first Twitter account, account was at Hardwick, uh-huh. like in, I don't know, 2007 or 8. Yeah, and, and then you were like, I better get my SEO together. I just never. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't use it. But when I started the Nerdist website, I was like, well, I should probably just have the Nerdist Twitter handle. Like, it just made sense to me to do that. He's so brilliant, everybody. That's what I did. And that's why we're here today with Kyle Kinane. <laughs> it's all ah. boiled down to this moment with <laughs> Kyle Kinane. Yeah. We got so big, we were able to get our friend to come back. <laughs> 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 to be fair, Kyle has become quite the famous comedian, yeah, yeah, Jonah. Yeah, yeah. You know, who's I probably know just that. waking up around time for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, we can get him in here. <laughs> you know what he did last night? A recorded voiceover for Comedy Central? Nope. No, I did that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Between barf belches, I <laughs> I picked drunk history last night. You oh. did. So I'm here in spite of a bottle of tequila. Okay, but not, not in me anymore. No, God. What was your <laughs> historical uh, I did the, situation? I did the Haymarket riot in Chicago. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. Done. Is it, yeah. Did you did you reference the band at any point? No, no, I didn't. I I had to look it up too. I was a terrible historian. Yeah. Like, oh, you're doing Chicago? I can do all kinds of Chicago. I don't know anything about Chicago. <laughs> I would imagine most people probably know who you are who listen to the podcast but you're for the longest time i think you you, you kind of and i don't know if you would admit this but you sort of have that louis ck thing where whenever you're on stage like the other comedians come back in the room to watch you i don't know if you know that or would admit that but i but oh, my nice. ex, my experience is that that is the case with you yeah, where it's, it's like not, oh not you gotta fucking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so I don't know. He I just know. doesn't get as drunk anymore. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't the material. We have to watch Brendan's, Brendan Walsh now for that. <laughs> 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 no, it was a... Uh, yeah, that's nice to know. I feel I get, I have that fear that I'm getting, like, road flattened. I'm on the road so much, and then I write material out there, and I come back to L.A. and try it, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. I had that exact <laughs> same experience 
at Kurt and Kristen's hot tub show. Oh yeah, I've been in road mode for so long. Road mode. Well, this road mode, you you can you know you're doing an hour. You have time to fuck around. You have time to breathe. Yeah. And then when someone's like, "Come back here and do ten minutes for hipsters," and you're like, ah, "This feels weird." Like I, it totally threw me off. And like, being jovial, like like <laughs> you start you start a set and you're jovial on the road. Like, all right, let's get into it. People yeah. Kind of, yeah. And nobody cares. No, they don't. Like, it was it was a fun show, but it just it sort of felt like. Oh yeah, this is a different speed than what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just like ten minutes. I'm like, I'll screw around. People like me. <laughs> oh, I'm doing terribly. <laughs> yeah. I I get that just because like every week being at uh, the Meltdown show, like you know, like and when we go out on the road, we'll do like Nerdist shows and like people know us and like people know me at that show. I'd be like, I'm just a personable, funny guy. I can just make anything funny. Yeah. And then I like I'll do another show in town. And I'd be like, I'm just gonna talk about the time I was here playing a uh, playing in a band, and I threw up on the drum set. And uh, <laughs> and then just everyone's just like, no. Yeah, no. You, get, you get labeled. I've been labeled storyteller, and it's like, well, no, it's just bullshitter. <laughs> yeah, it's just bar bullshittery is all it is. Is like sitting around, but like, oh, so I'm a storyteller now. I'm gonna just tell a story. Yeah, I can spin a comedy yarn. <laughs> yeah. This is like it was just turns out it was just me going to get lunch. But that, that's that's <laughs> what I love about, uh, about Sean Penn has that great thing where he has like a he, he tells this great story about losing his virginity like really young. But then at the end of it, like he's like, and I guess since this is a fucking story, I have to tell you about the moment where I learned something, and like he just like, <laughs> makes fun of all like storytellers that like uh, you know guys that don't want to do stand up, so they'll just go to storytelling shows. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you started in your Chicago comedy guy. Yeah, yeah. What was uh, when did you start, and what was the scene like? It was not. It was ninety nine. It was uh, with all the guy Pete Holmes and Kumail and Bro- you know everyone is doing really well in comedy right now. Some, Chicago ninety nine. Chicago, Chicago's the new Boston. Yeah, like yeah. the generation of comics before it so was like it people. was Boston. So many people like that the, are just killing the it. The Bill Burrs and the yeah. wasn't Bill Burrs and the Geraldos and the. Oh, I guess I missed my Boston. <laughs> <laughs> By a long shot, now. Because you're going to fucking Dave Matthews concerts. You should have been doing. That's stand-up. what we were doing in Boston. Um, <laughs> That's what I think. Street, also, street brawling at a Dave Matthews concert. Yeah. It was the slowest, softest punches I've ever seen in my entire life. But you really felt it. Like, you felt in, it your heart, in your heart. In your heart, yeah. And then that lackadaisical attitude spilled out into the streets. <laughs> I got, I got, hit. I, got <laughs> I got punched with a potpourri sash made out of hemp. Oh, man. It wasn't even The a... cops had to come and break it up. Instead of shooting beanbags, they were shooting hacky sacks. Yeah. <laughs> We just played, man. We just played. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy, catching. man. I lost a flip flop. You don't even know, man. It was wild. <laughs> so where did you guys? Um, where did you guys start? Was it was it was it basically just like sort of a an alternative comedy scene, or like were there? Yeah, it was a bunch. It was a bunch of guys that never wanted to go. Uh, not never wanted to go on the road, but. I mean, you know how it was back then. Doing no, I know everybody you mentioned. It was a bunch of guys who never wanted to go on the road. Well, yeah, <laughs> because the road was. At I that mean, time, if you think in '99, it was just doing one-nighters for drunks, yeah, which is still a lot of what the com- road is com- now. Comedy was in a bad state in '99 ni- in terms of like touring. Comedy was in a real bad yeah. state because there was no comedy on television anymore. People weren't there really going no to YouTube, clubs. There was none of that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so it was just sort of there were basically, I think, a generation of kind of recycled comics just doing all the same clubs and do yeah. you know at at that time. The, the few road gigs I had, I remember one was at like a, a snowmobile bar. In in Wisconsin, that's a real Sounds thing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you take yeah. snowmobiles. Snowmobile up, and it was weird because the directions there, and like I, it is one of those. I don't want to Andy Rooney shit up here, but it's like, oh yeah, I just had to like listen to a guy and write down mm-hmm. directions and just snow covered darkness in the yeah. backwoods of Wisconsin to go make fifty dollars. And then if you got lost. 
There's no way to call that guy back. Yeah. And one of the guys is like, all right, you can pull it and you're going to see a, a, a Green Bay Packers bar. Our bar is behind that bar. There's two <laughs> bars on the same property, not next to each other, but one behind uh, the other. I, uh, that that was, that was the show. Minnesota it Vikings was bar. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. So from there, so uh, uh, you're, you're... But that was the, that was the road. So everybody's like... The I'm UP, the Upper Peninsula. Yeah, yeah. I was... And that, yeah, and then the guy, but then the guy, the headliner, he's like, these people can say whatever they want. I got a 45 under the seat of my car. I'm like, oh, and found out later that that guy had gone to jail for something or another. I was like, oh, how's so-and-so doing? It was kind of like, oh, yeah, he's, he's in prison. Jeez. He killed someone at a bar. And, yeah, uh, probably uh, rightfully so. I mean, one, <laughs> less, one less racist heckler. That's, yeah, that's a better <laughs> world. But so nobody left. Like, we're just like, we're going to do comedy because we like doing comedy. There's, there's no, like... I don't want to go do that and ruin this thing I enjoy. I don't have to drive around playing for jerks and babysitting, mm-hmm. more or less. So everybody just stayed in town, just like and like really enjoyed just do, doing the open mics and going, "Oh, you got new stuff! You got new stuff! Oh, who's got new stuff? Have you heard?" And we were just geeked out about it. What was the place so, called? It was a uh, Lions Den. It was Lions a great. Den. Steve Heiser wrote a real good article. Yeah, that's a great article. Wrote, yeah. About the open mic that kind of Heiser's a great writer. He's fucking. Yeah. He writes. He writes such great comedy. Reviews from the standpoint of someone who is a, I encourage people to look up Steve Heiser yeah. on, online, but he writes comedy views from the point of view, especially in a in a in a world in a world in a world <laughs> where reviewers tend to like to rather than review something, try to show you how smart they are. Like they try to overwrite. Yeah. So they so instead of really getting a sense of whether someone's good or not, they want you to be like, "This guy's fucking hilarious." Here's <laughs> the real comic is this reviewer, but Heisler actually writes really good. Well thought out. He's a fan, yeah. He's a comedy fan, and you know, even even when he's even when he's kind of, you know, shutting something down, it's you don't feel like it's in a way where he's trying to show you show you his writing chops. Like he just he just does it in a nice way. It, like comedy reviews are all kind of kid gloves. Like like they're all like nobody really. We'll take a swing at You don't comedy. think so? AV Club gets pretty... AV, a AV little Club bit more... commenters get... You know, but oh, like AV, you know. AV Club commenters can go eat an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> You're among friends, Kyle. And I haven't yeah. even... And it, like, I, have, I really haven't heard much, but like the self-importance yeah. of, of internet comedy. But the thing is, this oh, right now... Faceless courage. This right now, like, because it's like, it's like they talked about us again. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're we getting it. it. We're doing it, yeah, guys. You are doing it. I, you know, I always hate kind of having the sort of... It's like it sort of forces you to have the point of view of the uncool teacher in the class where it's like, mm-hmm. sure, you can sit in the back of the room and pass notes and snicker and make horrible comments. Um, yeah. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> well, and then realizing that the only people reading those comments are me <laughs> and then Guilty. anybody that's responded to the comments. Nobody's been like, what's what's popular opinion? And then read all the comments. I mean. I think that isn't it just other commenters that are fighting each other. Yeah, it's the, the commenters thing? who read it and whoever's being written about who reads it. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it. Not, like, yeah. I don't think uh, like there's not an audience, but I guess it's just you know the psychology of seeing your stuff I up see. there on the screen. Although like, when I, I make, admit when my voice I do, is heard, I think Jenna does this too. Uh, forgive me if I'm incorrect, but when I, I feel bad about myself, I go find a review of something I love. Yeah, I do that. Jonah, yeah. We, yeah. we almost talked uh, about on the podcast a couple weeks ago, but. 
something. Oh, it was when... Uh, if you're going to point at me, use a money clip. It's when, <laughs> here's my Starbucks card. Um, no, it's he's when, just tossing it around. <laughs> it was when... Uh, There's more with that We were just about run. to touch on that, and it was when Jimmy Pardo came in for that one hostful podcast we were yeah. doing. We never talked about it, but the idea that you'll go to like someone reviewing Louis C.K. or someone else and look at the comments and people are like, this guy sucks, and yeah. you're like, okay, yeah. good. So yeah. there are those yeah. people for yeah. everyone. Yeah, that's, yeah. How I, like, that's what I did after my, uh, my record came out. I read this, like, uh, this guy reviewed my uh, record and the guy like I looked up what he looked like he looks like me he just looks like me, and everything was, you know, like, this guy surrounded himself with funny people. I was like, yes, yeah, what you want, isn't it? And uh, we even have a same name in the somewhere in there, too. And, like, I was, like, I'm really upset about it. And I was like, you know what? Like, and I thought about, like, some of my favorite records. Like, it's like, you know, one of my favorite records of all time, Pinkerton by Weezer. But yeah. it's like, it's like if you read reviews of when that came out, it was fucking, like, it was shit on by everybody. Or it's like, so what I would do, I was go to, like, YouTube and then look up a Louis C.K. video or a Mitch Hedberg or like, you know, or other people that I even just like a lot. Mm. And then you just see people oh, shitting on them. You're yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Fuck everybody. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? It's easier if you just go to iTunes, look up your favorite comedy album, and then sort by least to best. Oh, that's <laughs> most, most critical. Most, yeah, critical. most critical. Oh, that's so easy. Yeah, that's going to save a lot of time. In the world. Yeah, well, and you know, it's funny because people say, you know, I mean, I, I pretty much stopped reading comments because it just was. There's no. I can't get to that point. I need you to tell me how to get. Well, to here's that a, point. here's the thing. That's that, what we said. And here's well, <laughs> Beyonce. I am Beyonce. Doesn't apply anymore, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, because of their publicist. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that you know when people say to comedians like, "Well, just ignore it. They're just trolls." And what I think people need to understand is that comedians of almost anyone else are hypersensitive because that is what we do. Yeah. We are sponges. That try to re-express things into the world on stage, and you have to be hypersensitive. Yeah. And there's obviously a certain amount of insecurity. There's a lot of insecurity, and there's a lot of negative stuff. But just by virtue of the fact of what we do, we are just naturally sensitive to the yeah. world. Yeah. It's actually – it's here's a funny thing. Um, God like, damn it. And I just – you know what's funny as I said that? Like some shitty comment just popped into my head that someone says was like, I wish Hardwick would stop trying to remind us that he's a real comic. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking about my life. I got something for you, Sponge Hardwick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was funny. Uh, Matt Come and I, sponge. Matt, like, uh, Matt took a picture of like me and him, uh, like when we were like hanging out, and then some guy on his Instagram like said, uh, "You got to get away from Jonah Ray. He's the worst." <laughs> and I'm like, "The worst." And then I was like, "Not even worse." I was like, if, "If I'm the worst," I, I commented back to the guy, "If I'm the worst, why is he friends with me and not you?" <laughs> was that the one where <laughs> that he replied? The guy replies no, with proximity. And then, yeah. and uh, I was like, and then like I had Matt block him. Um, <laughs> who? What was the one? <laughs> Someone on Instagram where someone said something to you and you went on her profile and it was just pictures oh, yeah. of her kid and you just said, fuck you and your shitty kid. <laughs> I almost said it again with this guy. I was like, who's like, this motherfucker? Who's this motherfucker? Oh, he's got a picture of a kid. I'm just going to say his kid smells dumb. Fuck you and your shitty kid. Why I never. Yeah. Yeah, but like the guy was like, uh, I was, I was like, he's like, hey, he, then he started commenting on my yeah, because I like, blocked hey, him, did, so he went and commented yeah, on Jonah's Matt, feed. Did Matt block me on Instagram because of what I said to you? I was like, you just said one of his really good friends is the worst. <laughs> and his really good friend convinced him to block him. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, Matt said, you want me to block him? And I said, well, I'm not going to say either way, but I, yes. <laughs> but if you, will, I but if you want to remain friends. You won't block anybody? I won't block anybody. Oh, it's so gratifying, I feel no, I don't think it. I think it's gratifying to them when they see they've you been think blocked. So? Oh, so I'm you, like, no, you have to wait it oh, out. Open you have channel. to wait it out. And I have, wait another, it out. I have another theory on this, too, is that um, 
is it bad for us in our culture to basically spoil ourselves and only surround us just surround ourselves with people who are saying good things about us like is yeah, that yeah, is that horrible. potentially detrimental to what we do because it's sort of a false reading but what's the ba- where's the bad message coming from somebody's saying you suck with you know uh, the, you know the anonymity of the internet yeah. i don't buy if i go on stage and a joke doesn't get a laugh i know it's a shitty joke right, right. yeah you know the, I, i'll take that yeah i'm not I, like Somebody was tired, like, oh, I want to try open mics. I'd probably have all my friends there, though. I'm like, no, I no, never no, wanted my no, friends there. No one ever embarrassment, did. And then I wanted a gauge of, do strangers laugh at this? Yeah. yeah. You know? So that, has something, that also has something to do with going on the road and doing gigs that, like, you get a reputation. Now people just come because they know you. But that can be the beginning of the end because people just laugh at They just accept anything you say. Well, they do to a point. I, think, to a point, I, yeah. I think the jokes still have to... They not not only I mean the other side of that is that they come with high expectations. Yeah. So that's it's true. it's not it's not yes, there is a certain amount of forgiveness because <clears throat> I think it just takes because that's happening with that, that's happening the same thing's happening for yeah. me is that people are coming on purpose, which is a relatively new thing. Yeah, it's like, oh no, I was supposed to surprise you by like well, this scumbag's kind of funny. Like yeah. I'm supposed yeah. to surprise Remember those first se- remember those first <laughs> seven yeah, the first seven minutes when you gotta let the crowd know it's okay to like you. Yeah, yeah. And then you can do your set. Now they just they come in and they know stuff. And sure, the downside to that is like, well, I'm just being, I'm just performing for my friends. But mm. they also do expect you, like, yeah. they can, they can be more disappointed in you than a, just a regular papered crowd of people that got free tickets that's to the show. True. Yeah, that's true because they're hoping for it. I mean, my my thing, I want to go back to the internet comment, or like, and all that stuff though. Like, no, like, like my my, uh, I can relax, but like knowing, like, if I'm out. At a bar, a party, like, oh, that guy, look at that entertaining guy in the corner, and everybody likes him. That guy's never going to say, oh, yeah, I, I comment on YouTube videos all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Like, that makes me like, oh, because if you go and, like, <clears throat> somebody said, like, Twitter, it's like, you know I read the stuff. And so somebody just be like, you know, go fuck yourself, whatever. And then you go to their account, it's like, how do you have 50,000 tweets, 100 followers? <laughs> yeah. Like, that means you're a cra- I just picture a hoarder. I just picture a hoarder when I see that. And what yeah. about just those 100 people? Just had a computer what about those 100 people that are dealing well, with all well, these tweets? To be fair, a lot of them are probably spam bots. Yeah, like, it's not, yeah. Is that like a robot that makes spam for you? Mm-hmm. Anytime yeah, you want why, it? That's yeah, why, spam, spam, that's and why, spam uh, bot. Yeah, yeah. Twice a week, I tweet about iPhones and jobs. I get the spam bots in. <laughs> <laughs> get those numbers up. Fluff those yeah, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I just say porno, and then I feel like a tons. Chat. Say chat, too. That'll, yeah. that'll bring him in. I don't know. For some reason, I just got this image in my head of the new Marco Polo game is porno for pyros. <laughs> I don't know what? why. Wow. I don't know. Really my brain just went in a weird yeah, direction. I like this. I like this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know that, what, well, that was only played, that was only played for a few years in the nineties. That's yeah. a game. Uh, That's a band I was fine forgetting about until now. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, Mike oh. Watt. Mike Watt was in that band. Oh, was he? Yeah. Nobody's telling Perry Farrell to stop. No, <laughs> keeps going. Nobody's telling him, hey. Look at that guy's vest. Take it <laughs> That's a Perry Farrell vest. <laughs> this, is the third, this is the third time in a week that Joel McHale has walked by. Oh, too slow. <laughs> I got you. Vest guy has been unaffected by this whole thing. It. Whole time, the guy. That guy's got a game. Take a picture of Vest guy. 
We'll blur his face. I don't want to take a picture of that. Guys, wait, that, guy's getting, that guy's getting three more months. Of he's being he's being he's being he blocked by knit hat crochet knit hat. I just uh, the, the other day, like I saw this like fucking idiot, this girl like just dressed like a fucking moron walking down the street. And normally, I would like pull out my phone, take a picture of it, and just like tweet like it's like don't dress like this. Uh, and then I, I stopped. Wait myself. a minute. Right, and I stopped myself, and I was like, "This is what being an adult is all about." Wait a minute. I'll oh, just not be a Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. What? You just went on a tiny rant about people trolling on the internet, and then you're going to troll someone in life with their picture? I'm not going to put their face in it. Oh, you blur their I'm face. going to show how much Yeah, we all did stupid. collectively just oh, laugh yeah. at this dude yeah. with the vest. Like, yeah. fuck you, vest guy. Yeah, what do you think con- of the Netflix envelope? Quick. Yeah. Oh, um, um, um. Well, uh, what, what would be in that guy's? I, I, uh, I look at that guy and I think of the guy that uh, John Cusack's character in High Fidelity describes the guy right. that's fucking his oh, ex girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, he liked whatever world music was, was popular that week. week. You know, this this the guy smells <laughs> <laughs> patchouli stink out of my store. Uh, it's but a I conservative think, outfit. Otherwise, it's yeah. just. The I bet he's oh. like the, I bet he's the guy who thinks he's way on, like he's ahead of the curve. But in that uh, envelope is Jiro jeans with sushi. I'll tell you that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, that's the that's, that's, new thing. that's the guy. That's the guy. When you go to any restaurant, even a non-Asian restaurant. And they give him a silver. He was like, "I brought my own chopsticks." Like that's <laughs> the, that's the. Guy. I want to go. No matter what restaurant. No matter what restaurant. It's gonna be a great steak. It's okay. I brought my own. They're, chopsticks. they're just more efficient, you guys. This is it's bamboo. So yeah. <laughs> I think he probably put that vest on and off at least three times today. I don't yeah. think he was sure. About it. <laughs> you think so? How many times do you think? How many times do you think he buttoned it and then unbuttoned it and then buttoned it? So I think describe it. it had a like an almost southwest. Field it was a, it was a, it was a southwestern yeah. vest, but like not. Not like a cool take on Southwestern Vest. Like the kind of, I used to, uh, my ex-girlfriend's from Tucson, so we spent a lot of time in Tucson every year. We'd go there for New Year's. And it was like, it's like one of those truck stops that you stop at on the way to Mm. Phoenix or Tucson. And, and then it's just like they have crazy shirts and then some, yeah. na- you know, like it's always and some vests. Pattern, and that yeah. weird, that thing playing the flute. What do they call that? That's in the, the pan flute thing. But it's the, the, it's the figure of the guy like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. With everywhere. the crazy hair. It's everywhere. I don't know. That guy's dressed like the guy who does the books at the Alamo. Like the guy that like it's like he's just in charge of keeping the business plan and let's together. Not, let's not skip Wait, you mean on the, the Alamo draft house or the literal Alamo. <laughs> no, the Alamo, the actual let's, Alamo. What kind of books do they have? Let's not. Yeah. Wait, we we cannot ignore the fact that he was wearing this south this unironic southwestern vest over a denim shirt. It was well. I think he's I think he's a roadie for Mumford and Son. I, think, uh, <laughs> I, still, I, still, dress, I still dress smartly. Yes, I'm he so was, glad he was when in I the saw... band when it was Mumford and Cousins, but yeah. they shut they it said, down. Like, You're the loose fucking yeah. I saw uh, when I first saw Mumford and Sons, I was so excited to see that the singer was just this guy that looked like he was made out of Guinness. He just, he just <laughs> fucking just fucking has got a, like a oh, layer over I him. I'd love to be oh, made out I, of Guinness. I haven't seen them or really heard them. I have successfully, I'm like an old man when it comes to anything pop culture. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. You don't listen, listen, ha- listen to The Rock, K-Rock? No. You haven't seen Jiro Jeans' Sushi? I haven't seen it. <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, yeah, that guy probably thinks he's... Yeah. Well, uh, but Mumford, we were just the internet, Mumford, just now, all of us. Mumford yeah. & Sons is a... Are they Scottish or Irish or British or... I mean, they're British. Irish. They're I don't need any more folk music. But they're basically... Yeah. They're a British Isles band that gives you the sense that they're mad about things that happened in another time. That's okay. I put, it I put not some, your fault but mine. I, I put some on Twitter like that, like American folk music. Like, you can be a folk musician and talk about the time you worked at Sam Goody in 97. Like, yeah. That's... Yeah. 
still, I mean, if you want to get to the blue collar roots of folk music, yeah. your job was, uh, you know, was done away with by technology. Well, is, you know, is, not quite, you know, out in the fields with a scythe and then a threshing table. <laughs> That's but the it's the same thing. But There's there was, no CDs. There was, there was a whole crop. Of, there was a crop of bands of the like. You know, and I, I put Mumford and Sons in there with uh, Decemberis and Midlake. It's all these. There was this kind of it, this like frontier rock yeah. where it's like yeah. we're, band we're, horses. We're frontier describing. Rock. I wouldn't put band horses in frontier. Really, rock. Put it, along with the Decemberis and nope, Midlake, nope, nope, a band be, that sounds like a combination no, of those two bands. No, because thematically, band of horses are singing about contemporary things. It's weed is what they're singing about. Well, but fine. So they're thinking they're singing about weed. But you take you take Decemberis, you take Midlake, you take Mumford and Sons, and there's 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 this kind of anachronistic quality to the. Theme of what they're singing about is like this is from a, an era gone by that they're singing about themes from an old era yeah. that's I what I, I think I haven't listened to the lyrics of Mumford and Sons I had no idea they were singing about old things I just what it's it feels a, like to oh, me. No, that may I not. It's, it's, old, it's just all about love. Tides, like old Love's the music, oldest thing know. of all. Well, yeah, yeah, but so it's like Flog and Molly and shit like that. Yeah. Believe me, everyone on the internet's going to tell me I'm 50 different ways of wrong, and that's yeah. fine. That's but just as, but as, a, but I'm allowed to. I'm entitled to my opinion, and that is how I perceive but them. What's new music? What's a new sound? You know what it is? It's dubstep, and it's fucking terrible. Kyle, I don't know. Heard dubstep and corns new song. It's a Skrillex and corn song. Oh, turns out some guy, some guy told me online it's an entire album they did together. It's not just the one song. It's like two trucks full of suck crash. Yeah. <laughs> the worst of yeah, all. Yeah, like they even started in the first place. <laughs> Let's do our dubstep Mumford and Sons. We'll do Dubford and Sons. Oh, Dubford and Sons. But it was not your. <laughs> that's the heavy metal. Why is that dubstep? Well, because I can't make electronic uh, dubby noises. Can't, can't Michael Winslow with all this dubstep. No shit. Oh my god. One man. Dubstep. If they were to remake Police Academy now, his he's character the would the do the he's dubstep. The he's the yeah. captain. Reggie Watts is the new. We did a show. We did a show in Dallas. It was in Dallas or uh-huh. Houston? It was Dallas, where like oh, uh, the yeah. other side of the club. Like the other side of the venue was there was like a dubstep concert going on. Well, there were there, there were two. There are basically several rooms within. There are several different performance halls within this one venue, mm-hmm. and it was all like teenagers, like fucking sweaty teenagers and sweaty, dubstep. barely clothed teenagers. Oh god. It was so <laughs> hot, and then it turns out <laughs> it turns out the way to dance to uh, dubstep is to just do all that pre-break dancing moves. All those moves where you're just kind of like oh, getting yeah. ready to break you're dance, up, where you're about yeah. to go, you're yeah. about to go in the yeah. circle, but you yeah. don't quite. Yeah, you're just dancing around kind of, the circle. That's all dubstep dancing is. I mean, and not to sound totally old about it, like it. I've seen videos where it's definitely it can accompany a really great video. It does work in certain kinds. It's good for montages it's of a, fights. It, it works. <laughs> I, I'm like I don't want to like. You feel totally, like it needs a visual component rather feel, than just an I audio feel component. It's like, I feel it's a type of music that came up because of visual components. I think. I think Somebody made had a video in mind and then made a soundtrack for it, and then it yeah. just became its own thing. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea. I like what you say about the pre-breakdance moves. That it really it looks like uh, it looks like someone is about to jump into an imaginary well and they're trying to psych themselves up to do it, but they never <laughs> actually do it. Here we go. I'm going to do go. this. I'm going to jump go. this time. Come nah, on, I can't Jerry, do it, man. you're not going to do <laughs> it. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it. Oh, jeez. I'm going to do it. 
I had no hot water in my say. hotel in uh, in Atlanta, and it, I I likened taking a freezing cold shower to like I guess it sounds like that, but I likened it to like a reluctant white guy about to get into a double Dutch game. <laughs> so I was just at one end of the shower, like this is gonna suck. This sucks. Oh, I hate this so much. And I just jump in there, and like ah, that was the worst. Don't jump back out for a yeah. few seconds. <laughs> when did you? Uh, how long? When first of all, when did you move to Los Angeles? Two thousand three. And when did you start to? Ten years, baby. When did you start to feel like? Oh, this stuff that I'm saying on stage is really who I am, as opposed to I'm just writing jokes. Oh, I no, I know exactly what it was. Uh, it was right after uh, I bombed in Aspen. Aspen was tough. Aspen yeah. were tough crowds. It was, it was like just rich people. Yeah, and then you get there on the merits of like I like my set was just complaining about a job and being poor and a piece of shit, and then it's just rich white people looking at you going, "What? How could you? What?" Hmm. How is how could things be bad for you? Why is he complaining about making a quarter of a million a year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but after that, I bombed at that, and I came back. I'm like, well, that was my shot, and I blew it. All right, now I can just do whatever on stage. Like I just that's when the beard came. Ah. and that's beard when uh, that's when you gave yourself the out. I remember. Did you have like a at thirty? At thirty, yeah, at thirty. I was gonna quit. At I was gonna move back to Chicago at thirty. Not yeah. quit, but move back Man, to Chicago. Move back and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, young people always say dumb shit like that. When I'm 30, I'm just going to fucking give it up. And you get to 30 and you're like, I'm still uh, vibrant. I don't have much else going on otherwise. <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not like a bunch of other opportunities were popping up. But no, it was 30. I turned 30 in December and then like was like, all right, this is the age. I said I was going to do something. Found out about Aspen. Went to Aspen. Bombed at Aspen. But came back with like this renewed, like, oh, it doesn't matter. I just, I'm just talking about whatever. There's, no, there's nothing on the horizon. I'm just going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And that's where it started. And then, the, and then you got uh, Carson Daly. Carson Daly came that year, which was actually, it was such a nice way to enter things. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, people like you know go all over the guy, but he was all right. I mean, he's still like his show, like it's still bands you never see on MTV or won't even hear about. He does, put yeah, a no, lot he, of like unknown acts on there. The Is guys it, that like make that show and him, like they're all very good at like exposing stuff. Like they did a piece on the like the meltdown, uh, Kamala yeah, was on yeah. the meltdown show, and like it was just like it's like they they shot it well. It's like it's a like a nicely done piece, and like I, love, I started yeah. watching other stuff. He's from a good the show. guy. No, it's good. They Carson's cover good, good stuff on there, but I love the out on that car on that episode after they come out of oh, the <laughs> meltdown package. He's like. What is he playing? He's playing pool. Yeah, and or he shuffleboard. Just goes, shuffleboard, or pool. shuffleboard, yeah, sure. and he just looks up and he goes, "Who know that? Who knew that was going on there?" Yeah, like it could have been, been anything. Yeah. Well, that's where that that was that was a day of probably a day of generic raps. Yeah, yeah, of exactly. generic rap rounds. Like you're just gonna give you an activity, and then you just look up. Yeah, and you're exactly. Like, the rest will be VO. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't really know where we're gonna put this yet, so just make just keep yeah. it open. Yeah. Hey Carson, oh my TV show. <laughs> I didn't see you come in. You know, it's like there's yeah. gonna be a point I was where just it's like they're gonna have a ten year anniversary. <laughs> just me chilling, playing shuffleboard yeah. with the lighting crew around. Oh, I didn't see you there. Like, that, it, by the way, playing shuffleboard alone is like stumbling. Onto someone playing tennis alone, like it's, yeah. it's a weird. You just get physically grueling. Yeah. <laughs> the most physically demanding thing this there guy's is. Amazing. This guy's really good. <laughs> Go back and forth. Like art's gonna blow. Um, but then, like, you also did like Channel One Hundred One stuff, like around that time. Yeah, too. people had me in, in Channel One. When I first got out here, Ryan Ridley was. Uh, he moved out about the same time, and uh, he was stand up in Chicago, but does more. He does yeah. TV writing now. But he was. Uh, he moved out like just Channel 101. That was his focus. Like that's what he was going to do. I was like, I didn't even know what it was. So because of him, they had me. Him and Danny Jelinek. Yep. Um, so there's always something going on. When did the face fucking rabbits animated piece surface? Oh, that was uh, that was on the first album. That was on. Uh, 
But did you did, did someone just make that for you, or well, did those you? Six Point guys made that, six right? Six Point, yeah. Six Point Hard. Oh, Six Point made those. Yeah, yeah but that was like they 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 allow the people there. To like any of the guys or the animators there to like make their own projects and utilize like the people there, and that was kind of one of those little projects, right? Yeah, I, I, it was actually management. Got at least like you know it'd be a really good idea for the album is to put out an animated thing. We know these guys at at Six Point Harness. I was like, okay, you know, it's not like a good idea. And just he just sent me one still of what it was gonna be. I'm like, you know what you're doing. Like I don't want to. I don't want to put any influence in. This is what you do. I don't want to mess with it. Do you feel know. like? Do you feel like you are? That you have a mind for any of the businessy stuff, or you're just like, I just want to do comedy and just tell me, just give me a mic and tell me where to go. Or do you really secretly like? I I my my thing is like looking like I don't look at what people did to become successful. I look what, at what people did to fuck it all up and try <laughs> to avoid that. I think it's easier to afo- avoid giant mistakes if I know people have made them because I don't know what. Uh, I I this is it. I told jokes and I got this far. Keep telling jokes and keep writing jokes. That's what, all I know. Is there one big mistake that you can think of that people should avoid that you that you saw that you're like, yeah, just, don't do that. Just thinking that the money's always going to keep coming. Right. You know, I don't have. I don't know where it's going to come from. I mean, the, my saving grace is I tell people when to watch Workaholics. Right. The that, voice that, of Comedy that, Central. That's it. That's that's like I forget because that check goes somewhere and gets in, put into account, and so I forget. Like that's I'm not. That can go away. Right. Yeah. Once that done, they yeah. scramble. Yeah, but it no. won't because you're doing a great job. Thank you. Man. Yeah, you're gonna have your own show in Vegas soon, just My, like Pendulette. Hey, I, yeah, oh, I, I, wow! I forgot he was the he voice. Was the of guy. Yeah. He was Comedy Central yeah. for the longest. Time. Only yeah. on Comedy Central. Early, I think he was like the, one of the first guys. Right? I think he was the first. Guy. It was just what was it? it was just a Wally Collins hosting stand up, stand up, stand up, yeah. stand up. All it was and short attention span theater, short attention span yeah. theater, mm-hmm. and they were showing whose line reruns and. Kids then, in the Hall reruns. Kids in the yeah. Hall reruns, and then eventually, and then um, uh, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, they, then did, they got Mystery Science Theater. When did Comedy Central start? It was the Comedy Channel. There was Comedy Channel and Ha. There was Ha Network and Comedy Channel, and I don't know what the ownership was, but it was like I think one maybe was Viacom and one was HBO or something or other, yeah. and then they merged to form Comedy Central. And this was probably late 80s, early 90s. And that's why there's the two, like, the, like the whole thing about Comedy Central. There's the New York and the L.A. offices, and that's kind of how that Not happened, Not so right? much anymore, but, it, like, but, but for the longest time. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably what it was. But, yeah, so they were, I, and, and I think that probably goes back to, I first remember watching Comedy Central in, like, 92, maybe, so yeah. I so I don't think the Comedy Channel or Ha lived for very long as solo yeah. channels, and I think they just I assume just realized like, yeah, it's probably yeah, really just for one thing. Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me is like having that like it was just stand up clips. Like, yeah, this one's about food, and it just being you know, yeah, that was short attention span theater yeah. where they would uh, they would like like theme the shows. But you know what that was? Most. That was the precursor to the playlist. That you might have in your like i like an iTunes playlist. Oh yeah, yeah. It was basically oh, yeah. A, it was basically a keyword playlist. Now here's nine comics <laughs> talking the, about yeah. beards. That was the one I had. Your beard, by Do the way, your beard is Kyle? fucking gorgeous. I trimmed it yesterday. It's like a topiary. Like it's it, it's it grows it's, straight. That's what I'm jealous of. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's bonsai like. No, I'm it's really a just... little little snip here and there. Set back from it. Don't go all at it once. Little snip. Go back. Snip snipperoo. Couple days later, come back in with a little bit. Yeah, it's a constant. It's a it is a constant. It's one yeah. of the few things that I can. It's relaxing. Yeah, I can't. I can't grow with that. But like my my, it grows out and patchy, and that's why I always end up just kind of keeping the stuff. Your, your yeah. face is your own Zen garden. 
It is. I yeah. also don't have a chin, so the beard helps there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is where, this is where my face stops. Look at that stupid. stupid <laughs> this is where yeah. my face stops. I didn't make friends with Kyle until he had a beard. No, no, I, I, this, that this beard is just more uh, interesting. That yeah. beard changed. Uh, it changed that beard. This one, yeah, that not one. so much, but that one. I, it's not the same one anymore. Oh, seven, I'm sure it's grown out. Oh, seven was a good depression beard. It was after Aspen. Like, like that was part of the whole. Like it's all over. So big stupid beard. Yeah, and it wasn't. Uh, I don't want to say I got in early on the beard game, but uh, yeah. we're looking. We're looking. Yeah, there were no well, beards funny, before like, uh, 2007. Zach, uh, is Zach Galvin. He, that's, he when he was guy? depressed, he grew his beard. It was after late Late World was Zach was canceled. Right. And then that's when he just like grew the huge beard out. Yeah, it was like that was like I read that story. I was like, oh, this is very similar. Whatever yeah, happened to that drinking, guy? Started drinking and grew a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Uh, I don't know. I grew this when Attack of the Show got canceled. <laughs> that, that's that's right. You just oh. grow your the podcast beard. was my beard. I this guy started the podcast when <laughs> yeah. something else failed. It's yeah. like wearing pajamas. Want... Yeah, it's Chris, like wearing you're pajamas totally pajamas straight. Yeah. <laughs> really? like, I clearly don't care. So. Yeah. I have a question for you, Kyle, and oh, yeah. I, I apologize for this question, but it's just because I oh, uh, I wonder about these kinds of things. Let's cut deep. Let's get into um, stuff. The um, do you feel like your you know your special is called Whiskey Icarus? Icarus, Whiskey Icarus, Whiskey Icarus. That's, right, that's a tongue twister. Whiskey Icarus. <laughs> um, do you feel like the drinking was a really huge? And I'm sorry to just take it here out of nowhere. Let's do you feel like that it. was a really huge part of your comedy? Do you feel like you can or can't perform without it. I know you quit for a while, and I'm not. I'm not judging, and I'm not quit. asking. No, but I didn't but quit. oh, I thought you. Uh, I no. thought you scaled back or something. Yeah. Okay. Scaled, scaled forward. <laughs> uh, not not to make it about that, but do you, no. But, let's talk about it. I, I'm uh, because you're you're sober. I am, and I don't think everyone. Sh- I don't think everyone should be. Thank I just God. think I should be. <laughs> but I'm just curious. To get, I'm curious to get your take on it because I. You know, like there are two paths in my life where it's like one path is I continue doing this and one path is I don't. And so I'm always interested to, to find out from people how they do manage it because, I, you know, some people can. Well, I, I think I'm t- writing f- for comedy. I'm trying to come up with different perspectives because it can't all just be like, I got drunk and then I ate dumb shit. <laughs> Which is what most that's of my for Twitter. Ad. You hold that for Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Oh no, Twitter. That's yeah. all Twitter is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the only reason I use. Twitter. Can't wait with this pizza. <laughs> I do enjoy his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason. You got to bring back uh, why I'm dead or what was it? Uh, oh, I'm dead. It's all my fault. Yeah, yeah. I that was, love that, that was one. A fun one. But the, uh, yeah, the drinking thing. I drink a lot. Uh, I don't think. I mean, I'm probably drink every night, but I don't drink by myself. And it's it, sometimes it is just like maybe it's four beers. That's more than most people. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's a lot. Right. Which is maybe a problem. <laughs> well, also <laughs> you, you drink shit beers, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not like yeah. I'm You're not drinking. like I just have six scotches a night. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, it's like yeah. I just drink Budweiser, and you know socially I like get a little buzz going, um, but I don't get teetotal all the time. I can't perform drunk. I won't. I'll have a beer on stage with me. It's more aesthetic, and that's what I like to sip while I'm up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I won't go on stage uh, drunk. I mean, in town's different. Five minute, ten minute spots, like we're talking about. But I feel if somebody paid to go to a club, I should be in a condition to deliver. I just know I can't deliver. I'm not funnier when I'm drunk. People were laughing at me when I was drunk, but that didn't mean the jokes were good. Right. So now I realize that yeah, you know, maybe two beers. If I have two beers by the late show, that's it. Well, I, I used to have to get, you know, there were some shows in the early days where I would get so nervous. Like if I was ever performing at Largo, when Largo was at its, when, when the Monday Night Largo show was at its peak, you know, in the, <coughs> the early 2000s, 
mm-hmm. when there were just you know there were lines to get in the place was jam packed and you were performing alongside you know cross and Patton and yeah. and you know people like that uh, who were just so fucking amazing to watch uh and I would get so nervous. I, I would pound like four beers before I got on stage. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I could perform that way, but it got to a certain point where it did not work anymore. And I would just kind of stand on stage with a blank head and be like, yeah. I don't think this is good. Slurring words. I hate it. When yeah. There's a gift. Slurring words or forgetting how a joke goes. I just, you know, just, just yeah. Ugh. And it also, you know, I think it's sometimes you have to think about who do I want my audience to be? And if I'm a, if I'm totally drunk on stage, is that the audience that I necessarily want to have to be that guy for? Because that's going to attract that, and then everyone's going to be like, "Let's get fucked up, That's okay. That's one of those things. I mean, there, I know there's some comics that have disdain for the crowd that they bring. You know? <laughs> like you sowed these seeds, friend. Yeah, and I I just get guys that look like me. <laughs> you know, do you get there? Like, I get it, man. Yeah, I get what you're talking about. Yeah, every once in a while, like I'll get a tweet from a guy like, I just ordered my you know Jonah Radio shirt. And I'll look at it, it's just I'm like, is that me? Am I? Tw- <laughs> yes. Oh am my I, god. Am I That's tweeting myself from the fucking, fucking Midwest the again? Fu- the podcast Moser and I do. We release T-shirts. Four Eyes and Beard is the name of the fucking podcast because yeah. he had a beard. I didn't have a beard at the time. But break it down. Everyone, <laughs> every single person <laughs> that took a picture looks like me. Me with a beard. What? That's Every hilarious. single what, picture. Me, yeah, I mean, this like the beard was a thing when I was like when I was doing comedy. People would like look at me right away. Going on stage, it was something to look at. And now, every time I go, like local guys all look like me. And not like not saying that I influence. It's a real dick thing to say. Like mm. everybody's ripping off my style, man. <laughs> but like no, but like the you know the the Louis C.K. not liking yourself was I mean, that was always a theme in comedy. But then also to look you know schlubby with a beard. And do I'm a piece of shit comedy is popular and and, and people are doing it great. But now is like, like headlining after three guys that, that just do a like, great job doing yeah. that. Like, I got to start talking about something else because well, yeah. they're still I've broke. Been trying to write, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're still drinking and they got the new. They, they can write about anything because they're newer. I'm like yeah. I'm just trying to write about. I'm trying to write things positively. Like yeah. Look at a subject and instead of knee jerk trying to make fun of it. Write about something you like, or try and pick the up. Like, oh, why do I hate this? What's wrong with me? Why do I dislike? That's this? a real Chicago what? style right now. I've noticed. So, like a lot of you guys, like you and uh, TJ and Pete and Kumal, it's like it's this like incredulous like like wonder of just like it's like, can you believe this? This is amazing. And I can't. Well, and just to look to look through the lens of comedy always when you're walking around like this is this material is this material for that to be naked all the time like this sucks. Look at this is stupid. Like that's a miserable existence. Even if the act is good because of it, I don't want to live yeah. that way. Do you feel that this is an interesting comedy comedy nerd question for you? You know, as you're getting more popular as what people perceive to be your comedy, do you feel more beholden to do you do you feel more of an obligation to write that or like as as your career gets better, your personal life's going to change, your environment's going to change, yeah. some things will get better, you might get happier in some ways that you weren't before. So do you feel more of an obligation to represent who you really are as kyle or to keep up that staged kyle that people got that got popular yeah. no, i know i've got to like be who i am at the moment i can't be like man my day job sucks like right. i don't have a day a half hour i go in and tell people when to watch workaholics that's my day job right? yeah <laughs> like i can't yeah that's just a lot i'm not gonna larry the cable guy 
Brian, my friend Brian Cook calls me hipster Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> and it's so, and it hurts because it's perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, eat two Big Macs at midnight, you're buddy. Ki- nice you're, 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 Ky- <laughs> you're Kyle the artisanal butcher. <laughs> this is a good, this is I a good already see a t shirt. I want it. I want the t shirt. Kyle the artisanal butcher. Yeah. Why are you wearing an apron? It's the, it's yeah, the thing. It's the, Don't worry yeah, about it. Expect. Just all these flannels I buy have no sleeves. That's yeah. Larry the Cable Guy talking. Craft, yeah, craft beer. <laughs> so I took those shirts and I sewed sleeves onto them. <laughs> and then rolled the sleeves up. rolled the sleeves up. The blue, cl- blue collar yeah. ethic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, just take, I'll, I'll just take a beef chuck. <laughs> There's 15 different kinds. <laughs> it's, uh, it's plaid collars. Yeah. Pla- plaid collar comedy tour. You know, Pacific uh, Northwest. These, these calves we only let listen to Mumford and Sons. Uh, and the meat is. I thought we said hipster. We're tender. <laughs> so, uh, do you, are are you are you touring a lot now, or are you? That's it, man. Just the road. Yeah. Where where have you been that you like? That's well. That's what's great about Calgary. I go to cities that I would never want to like have no interest in going to as a trip. But then you go there because of comedy, and you find out, oh, this place is great. You have know, you been like, to Tacoma, Have you been to the Tacoma Comedy Club yet? I just did that one in December. It's fucking fun. That was it was great. I've been I've been preaching about that place because whenever I find a club that it's run well that I really like, yeah. I want to tell everyone they should go perform there. Well, I, yeah, and they had three clubs in that city, which is not they won't let that glass thing go there. They well, really forced the idea that they're a glass city. They got the glass museum. Every hotel oh, yeah. a glass sculpture. It's like give it a fucking rest. I get it. Yeah. Like they're so every, desperate. Every city has glass. Yeah, I know. well, like it's like it's like the kid that came back one summer and like now he's goth. Like I'm goth. Yeah, yeah. Did I tell you I'm goth? Look how goth I am. Like that's how the whole city is about their glass. My bedroom's sculptures. black. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Don't look at it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at it. It totally, it totally but, is. I'm not totally sure. Is. Yeah. But I've done like I just did uh, Laughing Skull. Yeah, Atlanta was it last weekend. That place fun. Yep. Uh, Dallas Improv surprise. Addison really fun. Addison, Texas. Yep. Yeah. That's a good room. I normally don't do the improvs too much just because you know, like, maybe you don't like chicken fingers. <laughs> well, when they're in like when it's just part of like the like the preconceived date night area of town, like yeah. you could tell whatever parent company owns the bar and the club. And the... Addison, Texas is really interesting because there's no residential zone in Addison. It's all commercial. So oh, really? is yeah, it's all businesses and what and like the hotel that you stay at when you perform at the Addison Improv. Yeah. But other than that, it's all restaurants and malls and wow. movie theaters. It is. It's pretty. It's pretty suburban. It is like every chain kind of. The first time I the performed there, someone was like, "Welcome to Addison, home of a hundred thousand dollar millionaire." Like everyone <laughs> makes, <laughs> everyone doesn't make a lot of money, but everyone drives Mercedes. You know, uh, it's like one of those cultures. Well, get, yeah, and the bar across the street is like across the hallway is like a dueling piano. The dueling bar, piano bar. I don't. Why is that? Well, I mean, it should be you piano cage uh, match. I you want two pianists enter. I want to see much more violence if it's dueling. Yeah. Well, I, need I want to know. like if like one's better than the other, they can press like a certain chord, and then the <laughs> other guy's fucking piano explodes. Yeah. It's I all, just I just want to know who's going to play New York State of Mind better. And I just can't us. wait till I see that one white girl that thinks it's hilarious to dance to Baby Got Back. Because <laughs> I'm still looking out there, guy. And oh, I'm man. not seeing a girl clever enough Kyle, to you realize. You got it, man. You got it. I'm not seeing a girl clever enough to know that that's going to be really funny. I think they should add a scanner's element to the dueling piano uh, scenario. 
where it's like the harder they play and then someone else's and the other guy's nose starts to bleed and then their fucking the, their frontal lobe just unfolds onto the front of the piano as they explode you gotta pick it up I got this the stupider he gets he's just, just like, play crocodile yeah. rock just yeah, play crocodile yeah. rock how do you uh, how do you write do you write do you sit down and write, or do you just go up on stage and just sort of yeah, just riff it go, out? Go up there and figure it out. That's more conversational. Why? What do you do? You sit down, you write it. I just started doing it that way. Yeah, when with, I write the, my with worst the new jokes. hour. <laughs> That's right. When I write my worst stuff, and it's been, I, but I, I, I love it because it's because I don't feel so trapped. You know, the old. I think the ten minute set comedy writing mentality is. Well, I have 10, 15 minutes. I have to get as many jokes in here as possible. And so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you start thinking about comedy in terms of the turn and the jokes yeah, and not as much about, well, who am I and what do I want to say? And when you have more time, don't you think it feels like, oh, I can talk. And then the comedy sort of comes out of this me as a person as opposed to how am I going to say the word pussy at the end of this and make it the turn? <laughs> well, I, th- I, I see a lot. Of, I don't know if it's like the Louis C.K. influence, but. Comedy's you know more popular than ever, and you see guys going up there like ah, I'm just gonna bullshit and, yeah. and you know talk about my life like no 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 you write jokes <laughs> you're new you write <laughs> jokes yeah. Louis can bullshit I don't and it care sounds about like material your life. you're 22 yeah <laughs> you're depressed at 22 cheer up well <laughs> and I think you know I think if you if you watch if you watch Louis's older stuff and I think I think Louis's material pre 2003 mm-hmm. is much I mean like they're it's all really obviously well written mm-hmm. but it's much more it's conceptual conceptual yeah, yeah. joke Were the based animals like, racist right or yeah. like the or like the guy in hell who's like oh suck my cock did you just blow that guy right. you know you didn't yeah, have to do that, that yeah. like they're, they're more like he's really writing more bits and concepts as yeah. opposed yeah. to now yeah cool because then you start and then you have that skill set so when you are just riffing, and you're like, "Oh, this would fit exactly. This is how yeah. a joke would fit in here." It's basically, this is where uh, yeah. I think I think it's like people trying to become a master, like people being like, "I could I could sculpt David. Do you know how to draw? Nah, I'll figure it out." Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you or, really should. Well, learn. Seeing Louis C. I mean, it looks so easy to be up there and nonchalantly. I mean, I was I aped Hedberg when I started, which is kind. I mean, probably the best because those were jokes, like figuring out jokes. To do, I mean, granted, it was his personality that sold a lot of them, but so that's I was doing like one-liner stuff, like Hedberg. Yeah, when I started, I tried to do one-liner stuff too, yeah. and I and was it, like, "It's not the, me." Yeah, the defense mechanism of staring at the ground and just yep. going, "Here's a joke, that good, okay, next joke, this yeah, wouldn't work." Put exactly. a start. I'm not going to engage to the audience, so no matter how I do, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm it, a writer, guys. That was me. I was such yeah. a prick. I'm a writer. I really shouldn't be here. I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you write? These jokes to These tell jokes. you. So you're a comedian. Yeah. Uh, I'm a writer comedian. Yeah, but being it's really comedian, on the page. It's on the page is where the Being a comedian is. is just a way to get them out. It just seems so needy being yeah. a comedian. I'm a writer. Uh, what do you think the goal of a comedian is? <laughs> do you think the goal of a comedian is... <laughs> do you think the goal of a comedian is really just should be funny? Or do you think the goal of a comedian is to, well, I'm going to be as much of myself on stage as I can be. And then that's funny. What do you? What or do you is think? there social responsibility to it? Like somebody, somebody brought that up too. Like people listen to you. I, I think I went off on Twitter. I'm like, oh yeah, because let's listen to comedians to like boil boil major issue da- issues down, oversimplify things, and use that as a soundbite to determine how you should feel politically <laughs> or socially. It's like no, they're comedians. That's what they do. You shouldn't base you know your worldview on that. But then mm. somebody's like, well, no, you have a you have a social responsibility as a comedian. Like you're 
the mouthpiece of stuff. Like I don't believe in that. I don't think you're a mouthpiece. <laughs> do you? Do you? Uh, how does your throat hold up on the road? I lose my voice a lot. I don't. I don't really scream in the act. I mean, I'm not. It's if I'm dry, if I'm getting wasted afterwards, it's it gets bad. But I'm not again. I'm like I'm drinking, but yelling I'm not, over dueling pianos. Yeah, screaming and trying to meet ladies over dueling pianos. I really like the way you danced. The baby got back. Um, <laughs> no, my voice is all right. Pete Pete was one. Holmes gave me like he gets boxes of this weird. I don't know some kind of gypsy grease that he swears. <laughs> I remember when <laughs> pa- his packets of gypsy grease when, he swallows because he because he screams when TJ was doing mashup like he would uh, go off stage like in between like bringing all the comics out and doing all his bits yeah. which is a lot of screaming but like he would like go back and he was like this kind of like weird little steamy oxygen thing that he would breathe into to like coat his throat so TJ he wouldn't was? yeah. Really? I, I, yeah. Or just freebasing. I'm not sure. Again, I can't tell the difference. Again, maybe there's one of those things where it's like the mistakes that I'm making that I'm not realizing. Like, you know what? Take care of yourself. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. You, you age Eventually. and you get, you get hurt. Things, yeah. go, things go You'll south. find that out soon with the pizzas. <laughs> I know. I, I have tried, I've tried to be better about my and you're a, And you're a small guy. Yeah, I'm a little guy. Yeah, you're a little guy. You're, I, you're, I get upset about that where it's like I see me like if I can drink in beers and eat pizza. I'm I like, do like I don't tweet about the balancing act that I do of like oh yeah I exercised and I rode bikes and I yeah. you know eat usually pretty well. That'd be a lot less. But I would fun. just have I no, would just like even though know, even outside the weight gain I would just have like heartburn. I'd be like just upset all the time. That's my problem. I don't. I'm not very affected by stuff. You know what you should do? You, I I think I think you could find great success with going out. And talking literally about that stuff, honestly, yeah. Because then people would be like, <laughs> "Come on, yeah, you know, like, yeah." No, I like I, I put a whole cucumber in there, and it's uh, it fills <laughs> the up. Biggest thing about those juicers is cleaning them. That's, <laughs> that's why I don't get one. That's why I spend the money to get one from a store. <laughs> oh, you're cleaning, you're cleaning carrot pulp out of everything. <laughs> it's, I mean, no, it's you know, you get one of those uh, centrifuge ones. They're pretty easy to clean. I get, well, I, go, I got Chloe a Vitamix for Christmas because yeah, she, she loves that. She loves the smoothies, not for juicing. Not Vitamix. shut up about the Vitamix. Yeah, it's like a power blender. The Vitamix uh, also has a heating those. element that you can make soup in it, and it just heats it up. Yeah, this episode of the Nerdist Podcast brought to you by Stamps.com. <laughs> no, Vitamix is not giving us anything. I've given them money. I was like, I was, I, I had to buy it, and like, uh, I was like, oh, I'll just take this. I was getting it for D for uh, Christmas, and I was like, oh, I'll just take that one. And then he's like, all right, cool. And then like, I saw how much it was, and like, I had this like, oh, wait. <laughs> this like moment where I'm like, how much do I love her? Uh, <laughs> my sister my sister works for Steve Harvey for the Steve Harvey show so she gets all this free stuff she got a Vitamix oh, like shit. free got hooked up like free Dick Tracy suits like give yeah <laughs> he did own his own clothing store correct yeah, yeah. but they but they but he but I uh, well, everything every had I, nine buttons no less <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I saw Steve Harvey's clothes, it's just like these very angular lines and bright colors of like it. They look like Dick Tracy villains. It's like when, like yeah. when, like an like an eighties drawing, of like fashion drawing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm in fashion. These are my drawings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Wide shoulders that go into a peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triangles to the waist. Yeah, it's that's a contemporary the MC hammer. Contemporary the, uh, zoot suits. Yeah, yeah. I think he's toned it down a little bit. Yeah. I was there's no binge eating like health food shows like. I'd like to see somebody eat so much salad. <laughs> you know, like, I tried that. Salad, salad whores. Who yeah. eat salad until they just shit their pants? Yeah. That's all that would happen. That was all, yeah, exactly. Ugh. But you'd feel like the guy still, he's like, you had so many salads. Like, yeah, I'm just going to go for a walk. Just like, <laughs> yeah. still, just kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah, I don't feel all right. Feel good. That's good? my pitch. I feel health, real good. Health food, health food challenges. 
Where are you, you can't eat unhealthy. I want to do, do a pitch where it's uh, follow me while I stress eat, and then uh, we'll just see. Like last night when I was like, I'm gonna go get a diet coke and five donuts. I, I was like, in five the store, donuts. Uh, there was they had just brought out the blueberry donuts. All right, all right. Oh, okay, oh, that's one. On board, right? <laughs> 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 then the red velvet donut came out. Two, wait, it, where the you, fuck is this red velvet donut? You, oh, it's at SK's. Did you keep it at five because at least, like, well, I didn't eat. Yeah, I didn't eat half a dozen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. They call that, they call that a Myro's dozen. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> and then I fell asleep watching the Sam Mendes commentary on Skyfall's Blu ray. Uh, I, was like, I used to. Oh, what a life. Christ. What life. How many is times this? have you seen that movie now? God damn! It. I used to. I remember, like, like, like in my like early mid twenties, I would fucking every night I would get wasted. I would like start the night off with a fucking forty ounce of like Bud Light. I would end the night with a fucking huge ass fucking burrito from mm. Cactus Taqueria on Vine, and then I would just fall asleep on my couch watching like Shaun the Dead or Stand by Me. I was like, and that was almost every night, every night. And I, now, like, I fucking watch what I eat, and I fucking gain more weight than I ever have before. Because you're well, worried about it. I, think. I uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I. Sad to say, but getting a DUI of the other reasons it was, you know, yeah. bound to happen and it's better for me that I don't drink and drive. No uh no Del Taco no. runs yep. after no Del a bar. What Dude. uh what was the I don't I don't know if I knew about the DUI. What was the what were the circum how did it turn that out? Was, well that's what I called that's why the album's called Whiskey Icarus, because that's what I called finally getting a DUI. You, you, too you drank to too the, close to the sun. Finally, whiskey Icarus finally flew a little too close to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I mean, it's sad. Like I'm not saying it from a point of pride that it was. It was bound to happen. Just I mean, you go out and drink. You drink four or five beers. I can handle myself on four or five beers. Yeah. But I got pulled. I got pulled over on Franklin. Do it. I was doing five miles an hour over the limit, and I was. It was just fo- enough. Following a car too closely. No, I know what it was, and I. I don't know if I talk about the special. I was singing. Really? I was singing. I was driving my truck and I was singing. I was singing Tesla. Because <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna not listen to Tesla and sing along. To yeah. It. Maybe that was the, what the ticket was really about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's get him. A, there's no law against Tesla, Tesla, but just it take was the Tesla's seat. first <laughs> drummer that pulled him over. <laughs> uh, oh, what is this? Late, later year stuff, huh? No thanks. Got no mechanical resonance in You there. know, I left because I wanted to. <laughs> I had other pursuits. Lady was pressuring me. So it was just a, a light buzz and five miles over the speed limit. Falling to, that, that's all, those are all very minor things. Yeah. Mm. You've been drunk way more than that and driven. Yes. Yeah. Never again. I talked myself out of a DUI once. Did you? Yeah, I lied up a storm. And oh, luckily you, to I still, yourself where you said, don't get in the car, John. Don't get in the car, No, John. no, no. I wish. It would have been safer for everyone involved. Uh, I was in uh, South Pasadena trying to find someone's house like late at night. And I just I took a turn. And I was like in the wrong lane to turn down the street. It was one of those like multiple, you know, mm-hmm. five light things. And, and it was fine. No one was around. But like, you know, they saw it and they pulled me over. And luckily I still had my old Hawaii license. And like, I just like just started going, I'm visiting my brother. He lives in San Diego. I drove up here in the morning because I was like, just this crazy elaborate lie came out where I was like, it's uh, it's like his, it's his girlfriend. It's not his girlfriend. Like, I mean, they kind of off and on, but like, it's like <laughs> she works on this studio and she said I could hang out for a day and I've been on set all day. Oh, you're annoying. Find... Just go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, they're like, well, can you call someone to pick you up? I'm like, I think I remember a number. Did you and... cry? 
What? Did you cry? I, I got close, but I was a man about it, and they respected it. You know? Yeah. 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 Men don't cry. They just let their voice crack while they try to hold <laughs> yeah. back the emotion. Yeah. And I just don't know what I'm doing. I got my flight tomorrow back home, and it I goes, just... It goes up into Bobcat register. Yeah. 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 Ah! I just work in a poi factory. In <laughs> a poi factory. That was racist. <laughs> what? All right, let's just bring it back. That's fine. They make, they make poi there. They do. It's not good. No. Nope. It's not a good thing to eat. <laughs> what is it? What, what, it's taro root smashed down, so it just kind of becomes this like stringy pudding kind of thing, and it just doesn't taste good. And, they, and then people say, put sugar in it. and it doesn't just doesn't, sound good. It's not good, but it's like the Hawaiian meal. It sounds like the stuff you make paper mache with, where you, <laughs> yeah. like, you dip paper in it oh, and then just yeah. decoupage yeah, it does, something. Yeah, it does have that consistency. Yeah. And this is what I do every time. now. <laughs> where are you performing next, Kyle? Doing a Glasgow Comedy Festival. Oh, Glasgow. Oh, wow. That's coming up. Yeah, that's in March. That's coming up soon. Pretty ballsy. Uh, you been uh, you been over there? I've been through Glasgow, but I've never performed there. I don't think I would do well in Glasgow. I don't do well overseas. I, I just ever. feel like someone would break a bottle over my face in Glasgow. Likely to happen to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take one in your in your place in your honor. I appreciate that. What's next? Uh, have you done Edinburgh? No, I don't want to go there for a month. It's a long time. That sounds kind of that sounds kind of miserable. Didn't Kumail do it? Yeah, but he only well, did it for half the time. Yeah, he did it. Oh. But like, uh, I think it was Kurt Braunohler was talking about like you get this Edinburgh depression where you're just like your body can't drink anymore. But that's what everyone does every night. I've and heard then, that. Well, I was talking yeah. to Pepitone yeah. about it, and uh, when we were at Sketchfest, and he was talking about how like now he's getting booked like all over Europe. Like, really? like yeah, he's going to like he was in Norway, and then I'm like, and then we were all just like, yeah, because you're what they think an American guy is. Because he has that. New York. <laughs> voice yeah he's got the fucking he yells like yeah. he thinks we all like, but he also like do. just disses like america like a yeah. lot of it's like it's he like also shits we us. are the worst you know he's great he's fucking great it'd be like it'd be like, getting an, it'd be, it'd be like it'd be like having an australian comic kill over here and back in mm. australia they're like oh yeah we don't like that guy yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what i was like seeing the same uh, that i was in australia oh wait they, that came out wrong i'm sorry i love eddie <laughs> pepitone Oh yeah, 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 he's great. Okay, but like seeing the same version of hack comedy with an accent, and then seeing it kill. Oh yeah, like yes! the guy like anybody from this place. All right, clap. All right, everybody from here, clap. All right, from this place, fuck your sheep. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and people like this room's going. Oh god, this is the best thing we've seen. He was the MC, and I went up and just ate it. I I, I had that uh, I I had that experience where I was doing a show and the, and there and it was uh, the crowd was not loving. Anyone, and then Australian guy with a crazy hat comes out. Yeah, and it's just like they just fucking carried him out of the room. No. Like, oh, you yeah. just and ju- and like what was working down there? I mean, I did a show with Kumail. Kumail, Kumail killed, rightfully so. And uh, I was like, it was okay at the show we were on, but the, the, this other one, oh, that was Ireland, where the 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 sheep fucking thing happened. That was the joke there, but. <laughs> But seeing like what like what's appreciated in these plays where it's just somebody just like if you know like Americans that go there and kill and it's the most basic like men and women stuff yeah and it's it's and it kills over there like because it's just like oh it's I don't know why it kills over there yeah I think I think I think you did you get some extra points for having a different accent if you have a different accent yeah. 
there's a package thing that's involved that's part of your presentation that immediately people are a little charmed by because your accent's different. But I don't think, yeah, I think I don't think being an American helps elsewhere. But over here, I think it does. I being think, an American right? here works pretty good. Being American, America's best yeah, thing. Yeah, it's probably one of the best yeah, things in the world. It's the greatest thing any human could achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really <laughs> proud of myself for being American. Yeah, I, just I was don't. close. <laughs> 70 years earlier. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> no well. way. Not even that. 19... Uh, 50, 1960. 50-something, 50 yeah. 55, well, 60. Technically, my thing still stands. 55 is when it became a state. I, I remember there's an I Love Lucy episode where they're talking about it. Yeah. Hawaii becoming a state. And what were you eating when you watched that? <laughs> All the chocolates, just like Lucy. <laughs> right. Just like Lucy. <laughs> Except there was no conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> it was my tongue. <laughs> Depression, depression was the conveyor belt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> was me pulling the tablecloth closer and closer instead of getting up to get food. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that episode where she put too much yeast in the bread and then the loaf became the size of the kitchen? That's my dream. Just that's your, my dream. Your way through that. <laughs> that's how you kill yourself. You're just sitting there. <laughs> he hot pocketed himself. <laughs> He died as he lived, oh, preparing God. the hot pocket. My <laughs> emotional himself. My emotional problems with food are hilarious. <laughs> it makes you feel good when you eat it, though. Oh, God. It. The so wheezy good. laugh is really what made that line fucking sale. <laughs> well, that might have been the cigarettes. <laughs> hey, you can't just eat Myra dozens of things all the time. Sometimes you got to grout it with cigarettes. Yeah, That's right, delicious. kids. Mm. It, now I want to drink and eat. Nerd is back. <laughs> I know. Let's just do it. Now I want to drink and eat. I'll, I'll watch you guys. You can eat. You guys want to go to happy hour at the counter? You don't eat. Yeah, you don't. You, do you eat? Do you eat shitty stuff? Do you break? I do eat shitty stuff. I eat shitty stuff all the time. I just don't. I just. I just don't eat a lot of it. Like mm. if I have a this guy, <laughs> but it's not. It's you not, can stop yourself. You're What's relating to no one. I know. It's but Next believe bite me, always tastes better than the with, one with you're the with, with the alcoholic <laughs> with the alcohol gene that I have. It is amazing. That I, oh, yeah. does that ever still does that bug you yet? Do you no, no, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't mind the not drinking. I love I love that I don't drink. It makes me I like it. I I I never regret it. You feel like you have a leg up on society. Because no, you're like, just, everyone else is a little buzzed right now. I'm at the how was, Yeah, how was hanging out? Like after you quit, how was going out? And then like it was tough for a year or so because. Well, especially when you first quit, you build so many reasons around drinking where it's like, when a good thing happens, I'll go celebrate. When a bad thing happens, I'll go drown my sorrows. After a show, we're all hanging out. You know, and so it was, and I, you know, like even every day at six o'clock, I'm going to watch a Simpsons rerun and have a beer. You know, Mm -hmm. like it was trying to do all those same things, but without that anchor involved and still try to. And it feels boring at first until you separate it from your head. But I'll tell yeah, you what I found when I was when we were flying back from <laughs> we were flying back from Las Vegas. That guy's just wearing a helmet, helmet eating an he apple. Just doesn't care. <laughs> we were flying back from Las Vegas on Southwest, and we were in a, in a row. And the guy sat uh, the guy who sat in the aisle. I it, I had the worst visceral reaction because he was sweating out. He had been drinking all night clearly, and I I knew with the situation. It was an early morning flight. He probably either didn't go to bed or slept for an hour, and. He just like the smell of it that just ferment that fucking f- sweat ferment smell. Yeah. And then every time he would turn to look out the window, he would breathe in our direction. And it was just like, 
And, you know, Chloe could even smell it from right. her. And it, it, it turned my fucking stomach. And I just, it was those moments where I go, I'm so glad I don't. Because I knew he did not. There was no way that guy felt Chloe good. could even smell yeah. it from one inch next to you. Yeah, but when you, can, <laughs> when you can smell someone's breath across two seats, that's pretty bad. I, uh, that actually happened where I fell asleep on a flight. It was a Christmas day. In the e- like the evening of Christmas that I was flying back from Chicago and I was like, I guess I'll get a beer. It's Christmas, and then turned in like everybody just buying rounds at this bar. And uh, one of the better jokes I think I've made. I was drinking. It was a it was a roadie for meatloaf. <laughs> you could tell still on speed or yeah. out of speed, but like like his knees bounced when he ate a burrito. Like <laughs> double bass drums with his legs. <laughs> but he was talking about touring with meatloaf, and he's, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, it's like South America. They love loaf, man. They love them. <laughs> loaf, loaf. <laughs> South America loves them. Europe kills America. Nothing. I'm like, well, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Did he see it coming? I, 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 I he was not impressed. He really? Didn't like it? Well, I guess he must yeah. have heard all the loaf jokes. I know, I know, all the loaf. Uh, but that, anyway, yeah, wasted. Fell asleep on my flight. Woke up to a girl just going. Here's a piece of gum. Oh, <laughs> said that oh to me. no! Oh. We're landing. Here's some gum. <laughs> oh, I just you open, want to go out? Open uh, mouth snoring. That's the worst. <laughs> oh. I feel so awful for you in the past. <laughs> it was like last year. <laughs> I feel awful for you. Not that long ago. Oh, fuck! I kind of feel bad for that girl. <laughs> I am, and because and then she was in the middle, and the guy in the end was somebody we were drinking with too. So we we're all like, like, "Oh, we're on the same flight. What's up, guys?" And, <laughs> Just, ugh, just, I, I constantly fall asleep and I know I snore. And I, oh, like, I, I know I've got to the point too. now, I'm like, just elbow me if I start snoring. So I yeah. say that to somebody next to me. You should just, you should get one of those, uh, one of those breathe crazy machines. Strips. Not a breather, I should like, the machine. Yeah, the machine. CPAP machine. Uh, <laughs> like the oxygen machine that, that just goes That was the other fucking hilarious thing. That was the other hilarious thing. The car back from Sketchfest to the airport was me, uh, Pepitone. Ian Roberts and Besser, and it was just everybody but Besser discussing their CPAP machines. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's sleep hilarious! <laughs> well, I still don't know what it is. It's just snoring, right? Yeah, well, it's, uh, but the, yeah, C- the it's CPAP the airway, keeps your it yeah. keeps your airway open and the air flowing so that you don't yeah so that your throat doesn't close and you sleep better because you have more oxygen going through your body. I have I have another friend I have a friend who was using I don't one. use one anymore but Oh you know well I friend, I, another friend of mine was using one and I was like do you notice any different in your day and he goes yeah the level of dumb things that I get pissed off about went way down Oh weird <laughs> like he got way more patient when he was actually sleeping all the way through the night Oh the difference it was dramatic because what happens is you stop breathing you wake up you don't realize you wake up or your blood oxygen level would dip real low like mine they, when I did the sleep study they hook you up to machines and mine got down to like eighty percent of blood oxygen level, which is no good. Oh. It was just like so you you wake up more tired than if yeah, because you... they're like you were actually sleeping in this eight hour night. You were actually sleeping for an hour and a half, and oh, then and wow, dead for weird. ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like that would get an hour and a half of sleep a night for my life. The, somebody explain like I I I always wake up after five hours, and somebody says that's because drinking like everything processes after five hours. Yeah. And so they only sleep five hours a night. Yeah, I don't. When I uh, when I drink and go to sleep, I don't do that thing where I wake up and like I'm like, oh, I was drinking, so I woke up early. Like I just sleep through it. It's hmm. nice. Lucky. Yeah, hmm. it's really good. I always got worried. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's like not a shit joke, but like 
like getting beer shits and everything. And then when my body stopped that with like hangovers, like my body was just like, you know what you're doing. We're not going to give you any more warnings. <laughs> <laughs> like I got worried about that. Like yeah. I should have, you know. The, the hangovers do start happening more and, and at a shittier pace. Now I level. just wake up in the middle of the night because of anxiety, not because of <laughs> drinking. Tell me about it. Panic attacks. Mm. Oh, Those are fun. It's 3 a.m. Maybe I have cancer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was having a heart attack. I told them like, they might have to call. If I say call an ambulance from the stage, call an ambulance. It was at San Jose. Trying to pull a top glass? The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like already a terrible show at that San Jose Improv. Uh, it was a beautiful theater. Yeah, it's a great theater. Horrible town. Yeah. And uh, like I was just having chest pains before I went up there. And I think this guy had too much caffeine and then stressed out. But I was like, I'm going to go up here. But if I say call an ambulance when I get off stage. Call Fucking an call an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Because this is like, that was the first time it happened. I'm like, oh, yeah, panic. Yep. Stress. Which unfortunately masks itself as a million different things. Yeah. When you start looking up, when you start, if there's nothing medically wrong with you and you're having weird symptoms, right? Panic attack, and then put that symptom, and you'll see <laughs> a five hundred thousand web pages come up that are, you know that say that thing. Yeah, well, that, I told the doctor, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting like I'll get these sharp pains. He's like, you get it at rest or while you're exercising? I'm like at rest. Like I'm thinking, it's so bad, it's even at rest that everybody's like, oh, you're fine. I was like, I don't think you're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't make less sense for you to be fine <laughs> when you're resting and getting yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> nothing should be going wrong. I'm just it's so worse when you oh, stabbing pain in my chest. It's so worse when you slow down and your body's just processing all the stress you put on it yeah. when you don't have anything else to focus your brain on. When yeah. You're just like your body's like, all right, uh, here's the check. It's like dropping the check. Your body's dropping the check. <laughs> And there it was, the abrupt ending. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable and sorry. En- enjoy your burrito? Thanks, Chris. This is definitely Kyle right now. <laughs> Shut up, you piece of shit. That was Nerdist Puppet Show Ending Theater. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 700,000 high-quality video clips, Shutterstock helps you take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code NERDIST5. NERDIST and the number 5. Once upon a beat! Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.